that her voice is back. Yeah, it's better. It feels yeah. better. Okay. Alright, three, two, one. Welcome everybody to episode two of the Incompatible Generation. I'm here again with my man Muhammad Abuzagar. What's up? Man of a hundred names. Mm-hmm. And myself, Amin Rizvi. We're back at it again. And today's a very special day because it is the first day of Ramadan. Of Ramadan. First day of Ramadan. It's a big day, as as many of you know. I'm sure you've heard of Ramadan at some point in time. It's it, it, some people put it up to the level of like Christmas for Muslims, even though it's not. We, 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 we work a lot harder than that for a whole month. And then finally at the end, we get a little bit of, you know, uh, festivities. But today was the first day of Ramadan when we fast from uh, sun, sunrise to sundown, right? Sunrise. I get that right. Oh, yeah. We, right, we fast from sunrise to sundown. Oh, it's dawn. Not even sunrise. All right, dawn. Dawn till civil twilight. You want to get really specific <laughs> about that? <laughs> Um, so yeah, so we have just finished our first day. Uh, it's been tough. Um, we're, we're both working on a little bit of low energy right now, but I made sure to have a little bit of caffeine before I, I came to this because I wanted to be a little bit focused because, mm-hmm. you know, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, this day in particular is very special, especially, you know, across the Muslim world. One of the, f- and it's all, I think one of the few where everybody was fasting on the same day. Like sometimes. Yeah. That, that, I was that, wondering what was going on with that. Yeah, uh, so sometimes that gets a little, um, how can I say it? So Iffy? I like, yeah, know. yeah, because uh, if some of you might not know, we, uh, you know, when it comes to Islamic holidays and the Islamic calendar is all lunar-based, and so there's there, there's actually 11 days that are, it's 11 days shorter than the normal Gregorian calendar that we use. Hmm. So everything switches uh, by 11, oh great, we got a train. I forgot about this train here. <laughs> we're, we're in a new location, but uh, if you hear a train, sorry. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, it's 11 days shorter. So uh, so every year, all the dates change by 11 days. It moves back 11 days. So last year, we were fasting in the middle of the summer. Like dead yep. middle of the summer. Fuck. And it was, it was bad. It, it was, was bad. Real it's, bad. It started off really bad because of how much daylight there is. So today, uh, I didn't break my fast until like 8.14, right? 8 o'clock. And my mom didn't tell me it was iftar until 8.30. <laughs> remember remember I texted you? I was like, bro, is it fucking time? You're like, yeah, dude, it's been time. <laughs> I was like, I'm kidding so, me? Uh, yeah, I was actually really confused when you texted me that. I was like, I was like eating already. And I was like, hey, what time? <laughs> like um dude just look outside man it's it's getting pretty dark man i was so irritated too really Mm, yeah i it when it gets closer to the time you get really antsy i was actually having a pretty good day day today fasting i didn't feel a lot of trouble like obviously i felt hungry here and there but i was also i'm kind of lucky that it's right now the summer and i i woke up at like 12 today (laughs) so i do have that i did stay up till four though so what we have to do in order to sort of get ready for the day is that, well, first of all, our schedules just change completely. It's fucked. Yeah, now uh, we have to wake up before the sunrise, or dawn. Yeah. Sorry, I was right, dawn. It's dawn, bro. It's like when it starts getting blue outside, (laughs) that's when you're like, oh, no. (laughs) Yeah, so I was, at 3.30, I started eating breakfast, you know, and I just tried to, I did not prepare this time around. I do live alone, so I was like, you know, I just got all the cereal I could and tried eating all of it as fast as I could, <laughs> drinking a whole bunch of water. 
Uh, what, what did you do this morning for your uh, early breakfast? Did you, did you do anything or Dude, did you just I, it? I didn't eat anything for for breakfast. Okay. I just slept through everything. Right. But awesome. I think the last time I ate was last night, dinner time around like oh. 8. Wow. That's why today was just fucked. Right, right. Because I had no energy and I'm also studying for the MCAT. So like today <laughs> was just a waste of time. Right. It must have been pretty tough. Yeah. No, I know that... Um, Gosh, I, the, the days that I don't eat in the morning, like not mornings, I guess in the middle of the night, <laughs> around like three o'clock, three thirty, I've noticed that it's actually been easier for me. And what people don't realize is when you fast for a whole day, your stomach gets really small. Yeah, I mean, like really small. You can't eat much, even when like it's finally time to break your fast. It, it's really hard to eat, uh, especially a big meal. So when you do eat in the mornings, it kind of like expands your stomach out, and then. As soon as you wake, I remember this morning, I woke up at 12. I was immediately hungry. Oh, I was like, fuck. oh, no, this is going to be a bad day. <laughs> <laughs> like, really, really bad. But, you know, I, I think I'm pretty good at it. I, I've always kind of gone long stretches without eating. But that's just kind of the person I am. You don't I've, eat, I've, dude. Dude, I know. I've told you in the past, I've always had this problem eating growing up. Yeah. It's probably why I'm, like, still shorter than my dad. <laughs> and and so, yeah, like Ramadan for me, it's 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 interesting. It's an interesting time, you know, especially in the summer. It, it's it's the worst compared to like years ago, back when it was still kind of it was still out of the summer. I think it was I remember when it was in spring. winter. Remember that? Oh, shit? oh, win- winter is crazy because oh, it's man. only dark. It, winter it gets dark you fast like, for two hours. Yeah, it, it, it gets dark at like five thirty <laughs> yeah, or something. Five right? o'clock, you you start eating. Oh my god, that's um, that's amazing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but then this year we're gonna be hitting the. Uh, we're going to be hitting the summer solstice in the middle of fasting. No? That's what's different about this year. Yeah. I All think the other so. years, it would get. Um, uh, well, it would sunset. start out bad. It would just yeah, start, it would start out, bad. out bad, but it would get better. It would get better. We're yeah. starting okay, and it's going to get worse. It's going to get worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because of the time. At least, at least this time around, I can get used to it before it gets really bad. Last year, oh my God, it was awful. My. My sleep schedule was so off. Luckily, again, it was in the summer, and I'm out, I'm a student, right? And you're a student, so we don't have to deal with it. People who work though, and this is the thing, this you're is, you're gonna work soon too. That's the yeah, thing. yeah. So that's why this this Ramadan is kind of special, and that this is the first time I'm I'm having a full time job in the summer, and I'm gonna be working pretty much like nine to five kind of deal for the next three months. But it's gonna start off right in Ramadan, and and I'm and I'm really upset. A little bit, a little bit upset because I hope I don't make a bad impression. With that bad breath? I, no, 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 not just bad breath. The, yeah, the ketosis. <laughs> but no, I, I just hope I have like enough energy and I get through the day. I've been doing okay so far, but let's. I, I just hope it goes okay. I really want to make a good impression because it is an internship. It's not like a. It's not like I'm an employee employee yet, so I'm trying to make a good impression. So this is going to be an interesting, interesting sort of year for for fasting. But okay, so let's start off with this question: When Ramadan comes around, when you get that like call from your mom saying like, "Hey, what are you doing? Don't forget Ramadan starts in two weeks or whatever, in a week," and you're yeah. like, "What? Yeah, because it happens every year. <laughs> every year to me, that's exactly what happens. They're like, "Oh yeah, Ramadan's this Saturday." Like my mom's like, "Yeah, are, are you coming before Ramadan starts?" And I'm like wait, when, when does it start? <laughs> it starts next Saturday. And I'm like, oh my God. Dude, I had it worse. I I asked you, it was <laughs> right. like two days ago, I was like, when's Ramadan, dude? Oh, I was like, dude, it's tomorrow. I'm like, fuck, are you sure? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, but like, how does it feel? Like when you first hear Ramadan, what's your first, in like, what is your first reaction? Is it just like, 
well, I mean, you, you kind of gave it away. Yeah, it's very, fuck. Very, yeah. Very <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's what it is. Exactly what it is. Some so, people, they embrace it. It's like kumbaya. Yeah. You know. So here, here's here's the thing. I'm, I'm always like two minds about it because one, I, I will say this as someone who's been doing Ramadan, I guess, well, I'm 24. Wow, well, okay. I just have been doing it for a while. <laughs> uh, but for me, it, it's always one of those things where it's a month where when it's not here anymore, I feel it. Mm. And it's not just because I don't, I'm like, I'm, I'm eating again or whatever. But there's actually something very interesting that happens during Ramadan that when it, you're out of it, it's this weird feeling of like something's missing or like something's off. Yeah, because you've been yeah. doing it for 30 days. Well, but it's, but it's not only that. Like, it, it, it's this feeling that I haven't been able to describe and I've only experienced it a few times. Uh, I mean, you can also, I think, understand this. When we went to Hajj, when we went to go do the pilgrimage, mm-hmm. there's this weird moment. Like, like it's like two, three months after you go to Hajj, things feel different. I know exactly okay. what you're talking about. You know what I'm about. talking about? I don't know. I've never been it's, able it's to the, describe it. It's the sense of community. Is that is that what you that's, figured it that's out? exactly it. What it is? Okay. Because yeah, everyone during Ramadan, everybody just, it's everyone has dinner together every mm. almost every single night. Right. Everybody goes to the mosque and they go right. have dinner. Everybody sees, sees, sees each other more often. Right. You catch up, mm. people get closer, and then right. it's over. You're like, fuck. Mm. So you, it's like you lose. You don't miss the month. You miss the sense of community. Oh, is that, is same, that what you think it and is? And the same thing with, uh, with, uh, with Hajj. It's like me and you went together. We sure. spent a lot of time together over there yeah. in a foreign country. Mm-hmm. And then we came back, and we just went back to normal. That, well, see, that's true. But for me, it was like two, three months of like things feeling different. Okay. Now, for me, the way that I tried to rationalize it in my head is always like, is this sort of what they talk about? Because in Islam, we don't, like, there's this physical side of the world and there's a metaphysical side to the world. That's where we start talking about things like the soul and, and, and all these other things, right? Mm-hmm. And so the, one of the big points of Ramadan is that the reason why, one of the reasons why you fast is to kind of separate yourself from the material part of the world right which is which we're all a part of and it just consumes our our lives most of the time we don't really even think about it and now you're focusing more on your on feeding your soul so it's more paying attention to this metaphysical aspect of life and so what I always felt and the same thing I felt when I went to Hajj is like this is like my spiritual like my spiritual side has been like it's on another level now of which, like, things start feeling different. As in, like, things start feeling good. Like, it wasn't, like, a bad feeling. It was like, wow, things feel good to me. Like, it just, it did. Like, I, I felt like I was at peace. Now. Is it because you're fasting? Or is it because of the, it's Ramadan? So, I mean. Those well, are two different well, things. Well, well, right. No, like, Ramadan does a lot of things, though. Like, you're right. In Ramadan, like, you know, you become way more cognizant of what you're doing on a constant basis. Like, for example, me and swearing. Uh, when I'm around like my guy friends and stuff like that, it's very common for me to swear. Okay, like it, like casually, not in an insulting way or anything <laughs> like that. It just sort of comes out sometimes. But especially like like for example today, I was very aware of it. Right, and something happens to you when you're not eating or when you don't have to take the time out of your day to go eat. It's very interesting. Things start happening to you. You're just like you get very introspective. You start thinking about like what you're doing, what you're saying. You start wondering like what what you're looking at, what you're what you're hearing. That's the whole thing. It's not about just fasting your stomach and like what you're eating. It's fasting all your senses essentially. Don't say bad things. Don't talk bad things about other people. You know, don't listen to bad things being said. For example, um, 
and, and so when when this month is over, then I feel it. Then I feel that like a different a shift, right, in my days, and that like things kind of go back to like the ways it was before it happened, before Ramadan, and it's weird and it kind it's kind of off putting. And I felt this the same thing when when we went to Hajj, because like two three months I was like I felt like elated, like on this other level. And then all of a sudden, one day I felt it because one day all of a sudden, like I had like my first bad day, like and that's when I was like, whoa, something's off, <laughs> right? And I've never been able to kind of put that into words, like what that what that is, because I've never experienced it except for like these two specific moments. And so that's why what your your perspective is very interesting to me because I've always wanted to hear if anyone else has felt that and what like how they've tried to rationalize it i've never really asked anybody before but it's always one of those things where so when ramadan comes around i'm like happy because i'm like oh like that feeling is going to come back you know there's a lot of more activity in the community you're right the mosques and the people putting uh, iftars which is essentially when you break your fast that's like people putting on like meals and inviting family and friends and community over to eat and then at the and then on the other side i'm like Oh, I can't go to the gym during the day. <laughs> yeah, that's the worst you part. Dude. That's all I can yeah. think about. Yeah, and like, oh man, like, like me, I'm a big fan of basketball. You, you go to you go to the gym pretty religiously. So for us, it's like this. All of a sudden, in the middle of our day, which is now in the summer, the biggest part of the day, you can't even go exercise. And if I'm eating at eight o'clock, I'm gonna be full like all night, pretty much. Yeah. Like you don't, you don't. You don't just, you know, feel good to go to the gym all this day. You feel very lethargic, you know. Bloated. Uh, you, you, you know, you're, you, all of a sudden your sugar levels spike and you start getting into, like, this rest mode. And it's, like, impossible unless you start working out at, like, in the middle of the night, which some people do. And, and I even heard of some people who exercise during the day, which I'm like, dude, you're just crazy. <laughs> I do that sometimes, yeah. too. And how does that it, go? Um, you start hallucinating. Really? It, it depends when you go. Mm-hmm. If you go... I used to go, it was last year, I would go two hours before Iftar. Wow, that's, a, that's, that's, like, yeah. that's like the finish line. That's like the it time is. when you're like really starting to lose it. <laughs> did we define Iftar already? Yeah, yeah. We did? Okay. Yeah. yeah, so I would go like two hours before Iftar. And then it's not like you would see things. It would, you, <laughs> you, you would be hearing things. Oh, it's wow. a trip. I dare you to go do this. Like go like, he- like heavy lifting and do some cardio. Oh. You'll start hearing things, I swear to God. <laughs> so I think the only other times I exercised during Ramadan, during the day, was in high school when we used to play basketball after school. Like, I still remember doing this in the middle of, like, uh, the middle of the burning hot L.A. summer days. We would be playing basketball, and I was like, I'm crazy, but, like, I haven't played basketball, so this is so much fun. And then afterwards, I'm just, like, kind of dehydrated the rest of the day, but maybe I was younger, and I don't remember it as well. <laughs> but nowadays, I could not imagine doing that. Um, actually, Hakeem Olajuwon did that, uh, like the famous basketball player, oh, okay. like the Hall of Fame basketball player, Hakeem Olajuwon. Very, uh, you know, he, he, was, he was talked about by a lot of his teammates of being a very religious person, and it really dictated a lot of his life. And a lot of people were, like, looking at his statistics and trying to figure out, like, oh, did he play better during Ramadan or not? <laughs> um, the dude was an all-star. Like, the guy had, like, crazy numbers, but... There were a few months, like the months where Ramadan happened, like people on Reddit were like analyzing his statistics. And they found that he played neither better nor worse uh, when, he, when he started playing in Ramadan, which is very interesting. Mm-hmm. Good to him, man. I've heard of a lot of problems with like sports players who are trying to like, you know, you know play in their sport at the same time fast day, yeah. which is like... Oh, they said, some people sacrifice a lot too. There's yeah. this uh, MMA fighter in the UFC. I don't know if you've mm-hmm. heard of him. Uh, Khabib... 
Nurmagomedov. Oh, he's the guy who was supposed to fight a while back. And he yeah, didn't, and right? then he pulled out because he couldn't make the weight. Right. <laughs> Fucking, he does his shit all the time. Oh, uh, okay. But uh, he doesn't fight during Ramadan. And mm-hmm. like last year, they were going to give him a title shot. You know, wow. like this is it. We've been waiting this, this long for him to get a title shot. And then he's like, no, I'm fasting. Wow. And he, just, he lost his chance. Hmm. You know, but like wow. some guys are just so committed to it. Right. So good on him, you know. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so sometimes I have two minds about it, and it seems like a lot of people are, because they're like, oh, man, like, you have to all of a sudden, like, switch up your whole entire schedule and stuff like that, but at the same time, I never, I've never gone out of a Ramadan being, like, oh, wasted opportunities all over the place. Like, I've never felt that way coming out of uh, any, any Ramadan, and, and I, honestly, I do enjoy it, because every Ramadan that I can remember, I remember doing things to, like, you know, sort of sort of, you know, being more accountable of myself during that month of, like, the things that I have to do, like praying. Praying is honestly, one of the, I think, one of the hardest things that most Muslim Americans have to deal with because it's, like we've talked about previously, it's, it's kind of hard to not only remember those times, but also to, like, find a place to pray and to, like, take away from your work or your school or whatever that is to go do it. Uh, I find myself always, like, having problems with that. Uh, during the course yeah. of the year, not let alone Ramadan, when I'm like very cognizant of it, like I gotta go pray, yeah. I have to pray. And sometimes yeah. it's hard to justify doing yeah. it, you know. Yeah, no, there's there's definitely there's definitely years where I'm like, do I do I have to? Yeah, like, today, like it's just it, like because because there's some days that are definitely harder than others, some days that are easier than others. They're like, oh, dude, I was like asleep all day. I don't even remember this day, <laughs> right? And then other days where you're just like, you have to go out, you have to do work for, for people people who are like working professionals. You gotta be on the grind. You know what I'm saying. But at the same time, uh, you know there, there's obviously some ways to not fast, right? Uh, for example, if you're sick, you can't fast. If you're if you're too old and actually it's unhealthy for you to fast, you, you don't fast. Obviously, children don't fast. Um, if you're pregnant, you can't fast, or if it's that time of the month. And if you're traveling, which is which is the loophole that I feel like a lot of people yeah, dude, <laughs> use. Yeah, I'm out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Which uh, I guess the the definition of traveling, I guess, is kind of like people are trying to figure out what that means. Oh yeah, because I mean, L.A. Because yeah, L.A. would be there's there's the greater L.A. where yeah. like right now we're in L.A., but mm-hmm. it's technically Claremont, it's yeah. San Bernardino County. Right? Is it is right. it L.A. Is it not? So a way to tell people where we are. Oh yeah, come, <laughs> come get us. <laughs> right, but but for example, if you go out to I don't know somewhere in like the middle of America where there's long stretches in between cities, right, where there's nothing in between, then that's definitely considered traveling. Um, a lot of, for for most Muslims, it's like if there's if it's like continuous city, right, and it does there's no like huge breaks, like huge miles in between, then you're not technically really traveling, especially if I'm like in my car. Um, but I drive from Northern and Southern California all the time. And whenever I do that, I can't fast. Hmm. Right. Uh, so there, there are ways, you know, to, to not fast. And also if you're someone who's like a business professional taking like business trips and stuff like that, you're probably not going to be fasting hmm. anyway. So, you know, there, there, there is, you're, you're still able, you know, to like, you know, have these avenues, you know, I guess, especially if you're sick, like you shouldn't be fasting. So it's like, it, this isn't meant to be like some sort of like torture on us, right? That like, this is the day, like this is the month where you have to sacrifice. And mm-hmm. do all no, it's like, it's like everything you do. And I think this is true of any religion, right? Like for example, Christians are going to church on Sundays, right? It's like, why do you do it? And it's all because of the whole spiritual side of things, right? It's not the, it's not the physical things, right? Like, 
like it's not about the losing weight if that's one thing that you're thinking about about like less calories or whatever whatever that is. It's all about the spiritual yeah. side side of things. You gain weight in yeah. Ramadan. Oh, for sure. Yeah, you for gain sure. weight. I've I've heard of more stories of people gaining weight because you eat at these like sort of weird hours, like in the, like four a.m. You know, like people are like stuffing themselves at four a.m. Mm-hmm. and then they're stuffing themselves at at night. Your hormones are just out of whack now. Yeah. You know? I mean, you get you get used to it, but like, I mean, obviously, there's also like lifestyle changes you have to make if you want to like lose weight and it also depends on what you eat too you can't just go around eating like the fattiest <laughs> things and expect like oh but i'm fasting all day <laughs> you know i've also heard of people who like who fast with their friends who are muslim like out of like you know i don't know just to like do it with them or whatever oh, like really? that. i want to say right now if you're out there and you want to fast with your muslim friend for solidarity or because you feel like you're about to lose weight don't do it <laughs> after a few hours you're gonna be like Nah, man, I'm cool. <laughs> like, this has been a fun experience. <laughs> Crazy yeah. motherfucker. Yeah. Especially because you can't drink water. That's, like, the number one thing. Yeah, why Why can't I drink water, man? That, that's the one thing everyone <laughs> says when they're like, yeah, but you can drink water, right? Nope. And it's like, no. <laughs> can't drink water. And they're like, what? I hate that question every I, fucking time. I, I wonder why it, it's always so, like, it's so... It's such a reaction when it comes to water as compared to, like, other it's such food. A, it's such a necessity. Right. I mean, it's not like it's air. Okay. <laughs> but I'm just saying that you can't breathe. It's it's almost it almost it's almost that reaction is like whoa. Yeah. Like, I mean, honestly, until I became actually very aware of it, I used to not drink that much water until I got one of those like metal fancy water bottles I got as a gift, and now like I always fill it up and I drink all the time. I remember before that, I don't remember like always thinking like, oh, I should go drink some water right now. But yeah, there's people on two sides of that. You know, people are very. I drink a lot of water too. You'd be surprised. Well, I mean, you also exercise. When I hear when people exercise a lot, they're supposed to constantly be drinking water. I'm actually worried I'll overdose on H2O. That's something. Overdose. Yeah, that's something. That's something I have to think about. Yeah, put your ions out of balance. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, that's not. That's not good either. Yeah, because I finish like probably a liter in two every two hours. I drink a lot of water. Wow, that's a lot of water. Yeah, I do. (laughs) Well, I have like a I don't know like a. A seventeen ounce yeah. bottle. Right now, I I forgot my water bottle, and I I, I just want to go get water. Hmm. That's all I want to yeah, do. Maybe we should take a break. No, <laughs> yeah, see you later. <laughs> no, I'm okay right now. I had a had a nice first first iftar. Wait, so what did you eat today? You don't mind me asking. Uh, shoot, uh, rice, of course. Rice, okay. Um, you got you got the first ingredient. Of yeah, the first, the first, <laughs> the first Persian ingredient. It's always rice. <laughs> rice, uh, chicken, chicken. Um, right. how do you say sabzi in in English, oh, dude. Um, I don't think uh, Americans will have this. Did you eat gourmet sabzi today? No, it wasn't gourmet sabzi. Oh, okay. yeah. It was uh, um, parsley, um, mint yeah. leaves. Yeah, oh, the very, very, like... A- anything that's green, <laughs> we just call it sabzi. Sabzi actually means stuff that are green. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. That, that's not, that's not bad. That's a very Persian Persian iftar you had right yeah. there. So the thing is that a lot of people eat like dates and milk and stuff like that when they first like today I didn't I didn't have that. I went out with with a friend of mine. I went to Fish Grill, so I had I had a, a salad with salmon on top of it. Nice. I tried to be very healthy. Uh, I didn't want to eat anything too fattening, so that was good. It was like the honestly after you fast all day, that was like the best best fish I ever had. Yeah. <laughs> it was great. Yeah, so. Uh, j- just you know, a day in the life. The first, the first day is always kind of like that. You're always like, "Oh man, what do I eat?" Um, 
like how long till I eat, and then oh god, it's just it's just a huge time sort of, just slows down. Yeah, a huge adjustment period, especially the first first few days when you start fasting. But I'm looking forward to it. You know, every year I, I remember like every year when I when I fast because there's always something that happens. You know, like like, like my life is so different during this time. <laughs> and you're right, time slows down, which is nice. I, I don't know. I personally like it when time slows down. As I've gotten older, it's just been faster and faster and yeah. faster. You, you know what they say. Like, when you get older, it's, you know, one year is much less time yeah. of your life than it was when you were, like, younger. Because I remember back in the day, like, like our summers off of school, I felt I thought it was, like, a year long. I was like, oh, my God, we have so much time off during the <laughs> summer. And now I'm like, well, it's only, like, like, two, three months. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So it's nice to feel like time slowing down a little bit. Uh, but... You know, yeah, Ramadan does that to you for sure. Ah, man, yeah. So looking forward to it. We hope you guys are enjoying it. If you guys have any other questions about Ramadan or things we should touch on, let us know. But that was the happy part of our show, the Ramadan yeah. section. And now for the segue to a very... <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, so... so Man, a lot's happened this week. Yeah, I, don't, I don't even know where to start, man. Yeah, we don't know where to start. I mean, I guess... I guess we want to talk. So this is kind of like I guess we're bring up the news because, you know, these are things that are impacting us as as Muslim Americans. We don't want to be like the news show, but we want to talk about certain things that have happened because sometimes things are just worth talking about. Yeah. Um, so just start off with it. What do you want to talk about first, Mohammed? Well, I wanted to start off with Manchester, but um, okay. Last night something terrible happened in Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, some white supremacist and they refused to call him that in the news but a white <laughs> a white supremacist named Jeremy Christian mm-hmm. is harassing two muslim um women i think it was on a train if i'm not mistaken on a train harassing them telling them to get out of the country you know pay taxes fuck you fuck is that it, is that really what they said get yeah out, get out of the country pay taxes <laughs> something like that some fucking idiot poor girls are like we have to pay taxes yeah. too. <laughs> so this guy, um, he has to face three guys. Three guys get up. They 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 build the courage to stand up to this Jeremy Christian piece of shit. And Jeremy Christian decides to pull out a knife and stab all three of these guys. Two of which have passed away, and one of them is in the hospital. I just want to mention their names because they don't really mention. Good guys in the news. It's always about the guy who does the killing and all that shit. So um, I'm starting with the oldest one, uh, Mr. Ricky John Best, 53 years old. Great name. Um, I think he was, he was a former. He's a vet. Yeah, he's a vet. Yeah, 23 year vet. Former I think. former army. I mean, I think he ran for something for office too. Oh wow, he's really? Like a commissioner of wow. it, Portland. I don't know. And some. The next guy, 23 years old, my age. I, we, we looked up how to say his name. And it fails me right now. Let me try this. Talisin Mish. Is that how you say it? Um, sure. <laughs> I'm sorry. sorry. T- yeah, Talisin Meche. Mish. I think he's Meche. Italian. I don't know. 23 years yeah. old, graduated from college. What was he? Um... Uh, I did my research on this. I think it was finance or something, something like that. But yeah, those two have passed away, unfortunately. 
Rest in peace. Thank you for standing up mm -hmm. for the Muslim women. And a third one, 21 years old, he's injured in the hospital, um, Mika Fletcher. Just wanted to say their names. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, true heroes, man. Seriously. And I hope this wasn't like a retaliatory thing, you know, because of everything that has happened earlier it's, in the week. Of course it is. Because of, because, and of course, Manchester, our hearts also go out to the people who were affected uh, in Manchester. It was really unfortunate a whole bunch of families you know like young girls out at this ariana grande concert really just really just awful stuff uh our hearts go out to them and our, our prayers and our whatever else we got is, yeah. is, is 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 to them and also the the three men who sort of stood up stood up to this man you know th this is Gosh, we're, we were due for something to happen recently. I remember last week we were just wondering what to talk about. We, all yeah. we could talk about was Trump, and thank God we don't have to talk about him this week <laughs> as much. But, like, really, um, a lot's happened this week. And these are, these are moments where we're just like, man, like, what do we, what do, we do? What because, do? Because, yeah. we, because we're afraid, man. Like, we are all just as terrified as everybody else. Like, we go to these things. We go, you know, we go to concerts. We go on trains, yeah. obviously. Like, we're we're here and we experience these things and we're in it just with everybody else. So we want to just, you know, just kind of say, you know, that, you know, we're kind of just dealing with this like everybody else. But, you know, just hearing that they're like, you know, especially with the Manchester thing, that it it was this guy who had ties to ISIS and all that. You're just but like, even oh, before man. all that, this is when I have, I get um uh, notifications from almost every news outlet. Was it CNN, Fox, uh, Guardian, mm. um, Reuters, everybody? Right. And it was just breaking news, breaking news, Manchester, Manchester. Right. So I, I just decided to go on uh, YouTube just to see the live feed, see what's going on. And you know how on on YouTube there's this comment section that's also live, mm -hmm. and you just see all the comments go go go. Right. This is before anything's even found out. All they know is that there was an explosion, and there's this many people dead, yeah. this many people injured, and all you see is just fuck all the Muslims, fuck all this, right. pieces of shit. Before anyone even said this guy was the guy that they they didn't even catch yet was Muslim, people right. automatically went, this dude obviously, right. he's. He's Muslim, and we have our hands just yeah. hands together, praying that this no, just man like isn't even Muslim. like it's it's not even a question anymore. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah, sure. He he was Muslim, and I mean, uh, you know, if you play the odds, I guess you'd be more right than not, yeah, right? It, which is the unfortunate part. Like I, honestly, you can't blame people for just saying like, oh, this guy was probably Muslim, because even I would be like. Yeah, it's probably Muslim. <laughs> There's probably a Muslim extremist. A Muslim extremist. Let me let me clarify it. One yeah. of these Islamist, jihadist, ISIS guys who who just who just causes trouble, you know. Yeah. And and it's really unfortunate, especially man. Like uh, I think this guy in particular, the the, the gentleman who or not gentleman, just the, the the guy who you know did this bombing in, in the Ariana Grande concert. He also had ties to like the Libya. The, the whole like overthrowing of like Gaddafi and Libya and all that stuff. Yeah. Which is like, you know, these people, like, I don't know. I always get a weird vibe when I hear about these people and like their histories. He was also a guy who was like called out by the Muslim community that he was a part of because like he was, he was like, like they uh, reported him multiple times to the police because they're like, there's something wrong with this guy. Like we think he's going to, like this guy's dangerous. And, 
you know, you, I, I've read that in multiple news articles where they're like, yeah, the police just hadn't done anything about it. But like he'd been reported by his by his community, yeah. <laughs> which is ridiculous. <laughs> you know, it's really it's really unfortunate um, that he wasn't stopped earlier, you know, but, you know, these things, you know, I, I remember back when things were getting crazy in the airports because of, you know, uh, of all the fear of terrorism happening in the skies. Right. And I remember thinking like, man, if this is how like if this is how tight things are going to get because of some terrorism that happened, you know, because of that involved planes, like I can't even imagine what's going to happen once terrorists start bombing other things like concerts, grocery yeah. stores, schools, you know, what, whatever, whatever it be, because all of a sudden everything's going to get locked down. And every, like that's kind of like the idea, though, is like it's going to be hell trying to do anything anymore. You know, it's going to feel like a police state. Like there's going to be cops everywhere. There's going to be checkpoints everywhere to check you and to make sure you're good to go before you get into anything. Right. And that's just really like that. That's like the scary future. Right. That's like the darkest, um, the yeah. darkest timeline. Right. Hopefully it doesn't come to that, but that's like their whole plan, right? There are some places yeah. that are like exactly sure. what you uh, described. And, and I think, and I think Europe, especially like the UK in particular, is like the reason why tensions are so high there is because of that really uh, like se- like separated um, like uh, Muslim communities that are there, especially those that are like Indian, Pakistani, and stuff like that. Like there's a very um, there's a very concentrated group there in the UK. And they're very, very, like, sort of fundamental in their beliefs. Uh, a lot of, like, Salafists live there, you know, and they're mm. these tight-knit communities that don't like to um, sort of, uh, what's, what's the term, like, sort of assimilate. assimilate. There yeah. you go. That's the word I'm looking for. <laughs> um, yeah, they don't really like to assimilate into the, to the European culture. They're very condescending. They, you know, will, will call out people who aren't dressed modestly. You know, weird stuff like that. You're like, dude, who are you? You know <laughs> what I mean? But these are very, like, fundamentalist people. Who, and there are very strong concentrations in the UK. And I think that's building a lot of this, like, anti-Muslim sentiment there because their experiences with those people is really not so great, which is unfortunate because I know yeah. that there's a lot of people living in the UK who are Muslim who are like, dude, I hate, I hate those people. <laughs> you know, like I separated myself from them, but I'm still Muslim, you know, whatever. So it, it's really unfortunate to hear about um, these things. And yeah, man, I just hope that that police state thing doesn't happen. Um, I, I really don't. And I, and I really hope like something happens, you know, soon. Because what's going to happen and the whole idea behind ISIS and these attacks is that they want people to feel separated. Like they want things to get locked down. They want Muslims to be profiled. They want them to be taken out of the line and checked extra. They want Muslims like us who are here just living our lives, enjoying our lives here, all of a sudden feeling otherized and feeling like, you know, like these people really don't like us. They don't want us here. They hate us. And so we should do something about it. Like that's what they're banking on, you know. And it's really unfortunate that they have to go to such lengths because it does exactly what you said on all those comments. These people start posting, hey, screw these guys. Like, they don't even know who they're talking about. Like, these people, that's their that's their job, you yeah. know? Like, these people saying those things exactly what they want. And they want us to be afraid, too. They want us to make everybody afraid. Yeah. Um, they want to, you know, Which is why yeah. we need a representative, someone who's like us, like me and mm-hmm. you, to become... Like famous, and that bring like a famous Muslim who's just a normal dude, 
and just happens to be Muslim. Yeah, but that's a lot of, like, I don't know how to say it because I, I think maybe we, we brought this up before, but like, it's such a diverse group of people that you're talking about here, right? Like, it, like there's the Iranian Muslims, right? And then there's like have the, to be, the, the, the then there's the Sunnis and the and then there are all these people who believe all these like there's these different sort of types of people, and it's like how the heck are you gonna find one person that I have signifies that signifies all <laughs> those things yeah. and also has the leadership ability to like that people will like listen to them and respect that person to listen to what he says and to rally behind him, right? Who are you going to find? Hassan Minaj. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you mean the comedian on The yeah, Daily Show? Yeah. Oh, man. Very humble beginnings there. Yeah. <laughs> Just a good old comedian. What's uh, wrong comedian with the comedian? Writer. Well, no, I mean, dude, he is hilarious. He's, he's awesome. I think his recent special is amazing. You should go watch it on Netflix. But even then, like, oof, why, like... It would also have to be someone who wants to take up that role because it's a daunting task, right? Because like even though I like Hassan Minaj, he's also like nothing like me, and had his upbringing is very different than mine. He comes from an Indian family, Indian Muslim family, right? Um, you know, God knows how religious he was growing up, and all this sort it, of stuff. But he's a great, ma- but he's a great matter. voice. But it no, doesn't but he, matter. He he is a great force for for pointing out like sort of the things that uh, we should be doing now, and like who we are, because we're no longer that generation. Like we're not like our parents who came in here. And they had to pay, you know, their immigration tax, as he called it in his special, where it's like, <laughs> bad things are just going to happen to us here. And that's our price, the price we pay for immigrating here. But for us who were born here, we have, like he said, the audacity, right, to just be like, hey, this is my, this is my country, too. Like, we deserve equality here. So he was, like, honestly, he brings up a lot of brilliant points. He did. I like, think. I, honestly, that special was the best thing mm-hmm. in a long time. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah. Honestly, especially after doing this around the same time, we had mm-hmm. no idea like you know yeah. he was doing this stuff. It was awesome. It was great. Yeah. yeah. But again, I don't know if he's gonna be that guy. No one's asking him to be that guy. Nor I don't. You know, he's just trying to live his own life. Because the thing is, when you become that, that high profile and become that dude, you get a lot of. You, you know, all of a sudden you get targets on your back. I mean, yeah, he can do it. It's not if he's yeah. if people are asking him to do it or if he wants to do it. I'm saying that he can do it. Oh, and maybe. I mean, it, it's nice that he's a comedian, right? And like he brings levity to it. And I think what comedians do really, really, really well is conveying emotions, right? And like their point of views to people. I think he do, he did that brilliantly throughout his entire his entire special. Um, so yeah, you should definitely go watch it. If we haven't already sung his praises enough, you should <laughs> definitely go watch it. It's yeah. it's it's really great. Especially the stuff with like deal- like things he had to deal with in school and all of that, I was like, oh, this is this is. Bad. I can't believe his parents allowed him to bring a girl into his house. I thought that that part of it yeah, was, that was hilarious. Strange. I was like, that's weird, Hassan. Yeah. I don't know. I don't yeah. know how Muslim you really yeah. are, man. <laughs> if, I, I would yeah. never be able to do that. Oh no way! Even if we were that young too, yeah. like whatever that, that story was, no way. I didn't. I didn't have any. I never really had any like girls as friends either. Like yeah. that never happened to me. So I was really shocked. He had the balls that. to ask his dad if he could go to prom. Yeah, that was... I would not have the balls to do that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much because of what we expect in the, in the special. We don't want to ruin most of the special, but yeah. pretty much his dad was like, I'm going to punch you in the face, you know? Like, <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to annihilate you. Yeah, yeah that, that's pretty much what yeah. we expect. Usually, I don't like the way, like, that, that whole setup of how 
there was like cues. There was like a, a PowerPoint presentation. You like the, the way he, he did his special? Oh, you didn't like that? Usually I don't. Uh. But with him, it actually worked out uh. pretty good. But yeah. usually when comedians do that, where it's all like yeah. set up, it's not it's not organic. You think it's a little gimmicky? Yeah, a little bit too. Uh, yeah. It's it's better when it just yeah. it just sounds organic. The way sure. like uh, Dave Chappelle does it, or mm. I don't know, yeah, Louis C.K. Anyone like classic yeah. sort of stand up, classic style. stand up. But he did it. He did it all right. So. Yeah, I think so. Hey, for a first time, good for him. Yeah. But yeah, man, we have we have people who are starting to like speak up now, and I think. I think that's awesome. He kind of also kind of gives this call to action sort of thing, kind of like we're kind of talking about now where it's like, you know, I don't know his, I forgot his exact phrasing of it, but pretty much like, you know, this is our time, you know, to like tell our stories and to, you know, we deserve, we deserve, you know, our America too now, you know, like we're not our immigrant parents, you know? So hopefully, you know, we hope to do that as well. Um, through just talking to other people and letting them know, like, what's up? You know, we're just here dealing with problems like everyone else. Yeah. You know, I, th- I think in this podcast, we like to talk about the things that are different about our lives compared to other people's. Mm-hmm. But there's, but that is, like, such a small part of it. Like, we have most of our lives is dealing with ev- what everyone else is dealing with, right? Going to school, trying to keep our grades up, um, you know, hoping to find, you know, that right other person, you know, <laughs> like, you know, your soulmate or whatever. And, you know, trying to have a life, trying to have a career, trying to have fun at the same time. Like, these are what really, like, I think takes most of our time, right? But then on, yeah. but then all of a sudden, you know, a lot of, especially in recent years, now all of this stuff is also something we have to take into consideration. Because it's not, you know, you know it, it comes up one way or another. You know, you see this stuff on the news and you can't help but get, like, really upset and really angry. You know? Yeah, and then there's people like uh, that that bitch. What's her name? <laughs> Tommy L- Lauren. Is that her last name? Tommy Loren. So Loren. you want to just start talking about oh, the, like people who and people who have once been on the news, I guess. <laughs> people who fanned the fire. Oh, okay. You know, I get it. Her, um, Donald Trump, obviously. And who's that other guy who's on? Um, Info wars, wars. So you're talking a white person, no he, facial hair, yeah. uh, brown, blackish hair. I forgot his name. I forgot his <laughs> Pro- name. Probably middle aged. Yeah, you're talking about anyone on Fox yeah. News. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're talking about the guy. You're talking about the guy on Info Wars. Info Wars. The yeah. guy who just yells in the microphone. Yeah. Well, that, well, that guy's kind of, you know. I feel like he's just a, he's, 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 he's just a cartoon character. Well, well, well see, he, there's like a spectrum, and he's definitely on the f- very far end of that spectrum. Most yeah. people haven't even heard of him until. He had something to do with Donald Trump. Then, yeah. then that's when people. That's when his name started coming yeah. up. I could think with the more like mainstream audiences, but otherwise, no one had ever heard of him. Yeah. <laughs> you know, apparently he's been doing this thing for a while, but I've never. My heard dad of used him. to listen to him on the radio. This is a long. This is like ten uh, years ago. Oh, this wow. is how long this guy's been around. Okay. My dad would like let me see what this piece of shit is saying. <laughs> <laughs> and he would just go and he he would watch his show on the radio, <laughs> and he, my dad would just get pissed at everything he would say. And I don't know why mm. he would listen to him. You probably didn't really even understand. Yeah, I don't know what was what going was on. It was just yeah. my dad getting mad right. at some guy, and yeah. he would actually tune in to listen. Yeah, at that age, I don't know how old you were probably like in your, I don't know, like 12, 13, yeah, or something a long, like that. a long time ago. Right, like you probably didn't care. Yeah. Our, our, pro- our lives were so simple back then. Yeah. All I cared about was the next Pokemon that came out, um, <laughs> yeah. like my favorite cartoons. Like That's all I care about, video games, cartoons, and, and that was it. Yeah, it was a good time. <laughs> good times, man. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but fucking Tommy. Not, it, yeah, so yeah. So now what, that what she do lately? Now she do that something? now that she's fired from her show, she has no filter. 
Oh, okay, so, so that's awful. Is yeah. what you're telling me? Yeah. Okay. So she's still active on on Facebook and mm-hmm. stuff. She'll, I think she posts something about the in reaction to the to the Manchester bombings. Right. And she was wearing this tank top. I don't know if it was for that episode or. Are you saying she should cover up? And no, she's not modest. No, she should, no. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> Honestly, she she is fine as hell. But anyways, <laughs> which makes me wonder if she would get that job if she was if she wasn't that hot. Mm. You know that that is because she is she is fired. That, <laughs> that is very common for most of these news yeah. outlets. They get like some nice looking, you know, you know, blonde haired women for some reason it's always the, it's always like the same kind of look yeah and you're like it's a gorgeous woman too bad everything that she says i have yeah. a very very big problem with <laughs> yeah but anyways um what are they saying she was wearing this tank top it was it said black guns matter black guns black guns matter so it was a play on words as in like guys black guys with muscles no black guns <laughs> fuck <laughs> It was just—it was just so jacked dis- black dude. That what she's looking for. It was just so disrespectful to wow. to to the movement of Black Lives Matter, and people take that so lightly. People say, mm. "Oh, all lives matter." By the way, if you say all all lives matter, fuck you. <laughs> Anyways, they say all lives matter, blue lives matter. I don't know. And then there there'll be these little girls on Snapchat. They're like, "Oh, ice cream matters." It was just they'll just make fun of it. Mm. You know, and it, it just, it's, 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 it's become appalling. A, it's become kind of a meme. It's, it's appalling because yeah. this is a serious issue. And people are selling tank tops like the one she was wearing, Black Guns Matter. You know, it's just so disrespectful. Hmm. Interesting. It's just so insensitive. Yeah. Yeah, because I, I, I guess the point is, and the reason why they say all lives matter is that, yeah, it's true, all lives because, matter. It's because they're, they're privileged and, and they don't know what it's like to be. Yeah. Under pressure. Well, I guess the whole point is that this group all of a sudden is taken out of that equation of all. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And now they need to be more. Spe- they need to. They need to magnify. They have the to fact highlight that, themselves. Yeah, that. exactly. They need to ma- uh, highlight and magnify the fact that all of a sudden it doesn't seem like their lives matter anymore. Or yeah. They don't matter as much. And they're like, wait, but all lives like no duh, man. Oh like like you're not adding anything to the conversation by saying all lives matter. It's I think it's just a point. You're, you're a just point. being. You're just being ignorant. Right, you're just turning your just turning away from from all the violence. Yeah, which is unfortunate because I honestly thought that you know the Middle Eastern people, the Muslims, we were getting most of the most of the racism and stuff like that uh, nowadays. But it seems like they're, they're still looking at they're still no. looking at the black communities. <laughs> black <laughs> unfortunately, people, black people are still number one. Yeah, unfortunately, Dave Chappelle. Like, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, but every everyone is now under the umbrella. Yeah. <laughs> it's not like they they stop paying less attention to you. Yeah. The only time they stop paying less attention is if you're on their side with your foot at the neck of the next minority group. You know, that's how that's how it's been done in the past. That's how the Polish people and the Irish, that's how they got away from that's how they became white. Is that they became part of the, you know, like, oh, like they're the other now. Mm. You know, like unfortunately that that's sort of how it happens. That's how you get out of becoming a minority. Yeah. Which is really unfortunate. Speaking of minorities, there's a there's a new minority in town. It's, it's the transgenders. I mean, it's not new, but <laughs> the new minority. <laughs> but it is the technically it's a minority. Why is everyone trying to pretend like they're like they're being oppressed? <laughs> all right, give everybody a chance. Wait your turn in line. <laughs> yeah, wait your turn. Now something uh, I think Texas um, they passed not not they didn't pass anything mm-hmm. but they they passed this bill that says. Um, in uh, public schools, you have to go to the bathroom in which your chromosomes match. 
Mm-hmm. So if you're XX, means you're a girl. So they're saying biologically. Yeah. You have to follow biologically. Yeah. Which would bathroom door to walk through. Exactly. Yeah. So let's <laughs> okay. say like the this person has mm-hmm. two X's in their in their karyotype. Yeah. And they look like a guy now. They've they've uh, they've changed their sex. Sure. Or, or or their gender to from female to male, and now they look like you and me, beard yeah. and everything. Right. Now imagine that person in a women's bathroom okay. that looks like you and me. Mm-hmm. Like how weird is that? Hey, that's unfortunate. Some women do look like uh, have like facial hair. What are you trying to say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying it's just fucking weird. Okay. You're not. You're not. You're not like helping mm. anyone doing this. You're just making shit weird. Mm. Like imagine me going to women's room right I now. See. I see. So like on the on the doors now, instead of having the guy and the girl with the dress, is it like an it, an X and a Y and an XX? Is that what they show? Might as well fucking do is that. Is that what they do now? Yeah, might as well fucking. If do it that. gets confusing, what if like you have like Kleinfelter's or Turner syndrome, where you have like yeah. XXY or, or XXX <laughs> or, or XO, right? Like, yeah. That's I mean, interesting. At I least people will learn fucking biology. <laughs> Jesus. Oh man, yeah, no, it's it, it's an interesting topic. I think, I think that yeah, it's like kind of the new gay issue, you know. Which I I didn't know that the gay issue ended. They're like, oh, like the transgenders are the new gays. I was like, oh, I didn't know the gay people were were out of like, like they're no longer part of the conversation anymore. Yeah. I didn't know that 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 happened. But yeah, apparently people are like that's that's the new that's the new hotness right now. Yeah, it sucks. So, yeah, and 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 it's funny when we talk about transgender people because, as we all know, Iran. Is the number one country, <laughs> number one, number one country that performs sex change operations. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Oh shit, they're the number one. Who would have thought, man? The the Islamic Republic of Iran. That shit blew my fucking mind. Yeah, when you learned that. Yeah, I was yeah. like, are you what? <laughs> yeah. It, why? It, it, why did they? Why is that? I've heard a couple things about it. One is that remember again when we talked about the whole like physical and metaphysical uh, aspects to the religion. Take it, bring it all back. Mm. <laughs> um, uh, for example, the soul doesn't have a gender. What does have a gender is our material vessels in which our souls are in. Our souls don't have genders. Yeah, our, our souls are te- technically within. Uh, Who says know, this? Is, this is this is Islam, dude. Oh, okay. like, this is like this is what's true. Like you've never heard of a male or female soul before. It's not referred to in such a way. It's just the soul. It's your essence, right? Oh, okay. Um, that doesn't have any gender. So the idea that someone who is a man living in a woman's body or a woman living in a man's body so is, it's perf- possible. is perfectly within reason. Yeah, Islamically, it's completely within reason. Huh. Yeah, that's why if you, in Iran, if you say you're a man and you're living in a woman's body or if you're a woman living in a man's body, you can go get that operation. So that's admitting God made a mistake in a way. No. I, see, like... I have I have a problem when people say, for example, when like children are born and they die very easily, like miscarriages, or they die like soon after they're born or something like that. That that's like a mistake that God made. I think I think that's being very like going not very deep into the discussion. Like that's not that's not God made a mistake. This this world, okay, and this is another thing. This is a very common philosophy in Islam that like this is a material world in which we live in, okay. And we are given then guidelines in which to navigate this world, okay? But the cards we're dealt are very different from one another, okay? Like, we, like, like you can't just say that, like, things are supposed to be one certain way, and if it's not, then God made a mistake. 
Like, technically, this is God's world, and whatever is possible within God's world can happen, okay? Especially because we also don't know how much... So of, he's not in control. No, he is in control. That, this that's is, what you're saying. This is, this is a controlled... No, okay. It, I don't want to go into, like, hey, I'm God, all right? <laughs> no, but I'm saying that, like, this is this is a world that... that, it, that there's rules that govern it, right? And those those rules that are governed are like you know are, are things that are God's creations as well. So anything that's possible within it is all part of God's plans and or whatever like that. At least from the Islamic. So sense. he planned for a kid to grow up with no limbs. Sure. Okay. Sure. Why not? Well, we'll see. Here, here's the thing. Like, it, even if that happens, right? It, it's it's not a, it's not about this kid coming in disadvantaged. It's like how does that person and how do those who are around him deal with this situation, right? How are it's it's all about the test. Okay? Why would you do that though? Why why would you do why what? Why would you test them to get a grade? Well now, see, <laughs> well well now you're going into again questions of like, are you God? Like, well, what, what, what why would God do this, right? In my opinion, God is a creator and that's what he does. That's like his thing, right? Like he's got to create. That's he, his niche. Yeah, like no, like that. <laughs> I mean, and that's a pretty big niche. <laughs> but I'm saying that, like, yeah, like, that's what he does. And, you know, we are sort of just in this creation, and we just got to deal with it, man. Like, honestly, like, when I hear about people whose children have, have died, like, very young, like, their baby boy, like, is, like, a few days old and it passes away, that's a struggle that they have to deal with, right? And it's, like, how, what do you do in, this cir- in these certain circumstances, right? For example, with um, uh, their, their prophets, right, in the, that the Quran mentions, uh, what was his name? Uh, Job, right? I think I Job. think Job, the, the one where like his his entire family died, like all of his like possessions were taken away from him, and at, at some point his health also deteriorated. Oh yeah, that story. That yeah, right. Know, but about. at the same time, like he always said, like there's no god but God. God is the greatest. He because he was a prophet of God. Was he, it Job or Jacob? I thought it was Job. I don't know, but I, I don't know. Sometimes I like. No, no, Jacob's the guy that got swallowed by the whale. Uh, that's that's Jonas. Oh, okay. Never mind. Yeah. Can, can yeah. Continue. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. So within that story, this guy had lived a terrible life. You know, by all means, it's like why God? Like most of us in those situations, like God, why did you do this to me? Same thing with like someone who, you know, has a child that's born and dies immediately. It's like God, why are you doing this to me? And so. It, this is all a test, right? And in that story, the way it goes is like the devil, right, is like always whispering to him like, yes, your God is evil. He's unjust. He's, you know, like, why would he make you live this life? It's, isn't this awful? Isn't this terrible? Renounce him, you know, like, don't believe him in any, anymore. And he, this man, he constantly said, you know, like, no, God is, you know, God is great, blah, blah, blah. And so eventually his life changed, right? Like, he got better. He started a new family, and his life became better. Like, that's how the story but goes. But he lost his family. That, that, that's true, but his conviction to God made his life even better than it was before. Like, so, that's the way so the story goes. So just fucked all those kids? No, no, it's, it's not that. It's, again, it's all about the struggle. It's all about the, the test and how you respond to that. Right, like that's the whole idea behind it, right? It's like, it's like listen, God says you're no, going to go. The, the, the whole idea is why. That's what some people, they become atheists, because yeah. people can't tell them Like, what's why. the point? What's the point, right? Yeah, like why did why would you do that to to a guy who's been loyal to you? To test them. Yeah, to test them. Like, right. you know what? I mean, I'm gonna test your your yeah. friendship to me for no fucking reason. I mean, just wh- because. Why not? What if what if there's a situation where you really needed my help and I didn't help you, and I was like, oh no, like I I actually can't help you, and then you realize how, at what level am I actually a friend to you? Like, imagine if, like, I don't know, let's say, like, a car has run over you, right? And you're like, I mean, help me get out of this car. And I'm like, dude, I can't help you. I got to go. 
Okay, like I like I don't like I don't know what to do. Like yeah. this is crazy, and I just freak out and I run away from the you. The thing is, what right? you're saying is not comparable. It's to not. What? It's not. But again, I, I I see what you're saying though. It's like what what what? It's you just do me it? coming out of nowhere. But like, you know what? I'm yeah. gonna test Amin right now. Right. Well, I mean, again, this is. I guess this goes all the way back to the original question, right? When God created, like in Islam, it's like God created three three beings: one made of clay, one made of light, one made of fire, right? So in here you have the humans, you have the angels made of light, and you have the jinn, or I guess for people who don't know what jinn are, you could think of it sort of like demons, right? Beings made of fire. I guess so. Um, it's not exactly the same because there's yeah. good and bad jinn, you know? Yeah. Whereas people, when they think demons and devil, they just think of hell and bad bad stuff. But it's actually not. It's a little bit more nuanced. Um, but, like, you know, why to create these things? You know, why would this world be created? For what reason? To what end? Right? Very, very deep philosophical questions. I don't think we could do in, in the in the hour long podcast that we have. But these are good questions to have. Uh, but like, but it is true that we can't really even go that far. It's like almost impossible, right? Because like in the end, we can't comprehend what God is. It's like not even within Islam, and I've asked this many times. It's like we actually just don't have the capability to do that. It just, it's like uh, what did they say? It's like imagine you're a cup trying to fill the ocean, like trying to fill the ocean with a cup. It's like it's not possible. You can only fill up your cup so much, and what differentiates people is how much of that cup they ended up filling, right? You think of like a prophet would be someone who has like well, a lot of the cup filled up, you know what I'm saying? Versus like us normal who like maybe doesn't really understand the real full context of God's knowledge, right? So like yeah. that's what people are sort of striving for. I think a lot of Muslims, especially those who are very devout, is that they're trying to become more knowledgeable, understand this world, understand what God wants from them, right? Mm. And so to answer these questions, that's why people look at the Quran, they look at the prophet and what he did, why he did it, what was the point of all this, right? Why did the prophet have to change all of Mecca one day and say like, hey guys, what you're doing here? We got to change it. There's only one God, mm. right? Every time I think of the prophet, I always think like, dang, dude, that that's insane. That's like someone going to just name any city and just being like, Hey, everybody here, this all has to change, right? Yeah, like, like going that, to Vegas. You like, know. you're a madman, right? <laughs> like, you're a mad. Go, go to the middle of Times Square and be yeah. like, yeah, all this has to stop. People are going to be like, who the heck are you? Get out of the way. Get yeah. out of the way. I got my life to live, right? Yeah. It's, it's insane what he did. It's like nothing short of a miracle, honestly, what, what he actually was able to do and the, the mindsets of people that he changed. But again, when we talk about things like Ramadan and going to Hajj and like these spiritual experiences that we have like i know that there i know that there's something there like there cannot not be something there just from my personal experiences you know people are like how do you know god exists or whatever like that i've been dealing with this for like most of my life and i've been doing these sort of practices in order to like and, and i always challenge myself by the way i'm not one of those people who's like oh no man this is like it is what it is and i believe it i'm someone who's always trying to challenge myself i've always been looking for things to challenge my beliefs because i feel like that's how you grow you don't grow by just like saying like no this is right and like i'm done with it and this is who i like this is mm. it yeah. you know i feel like you can't be ignorant like that you have to constantly be learning and learning more uh, when someone says like, oh, well, what about this? And I'm like, oh, dude, that's a good question. I got to go find out, you know? Like I listen to so many podcasts where people like this Islam and what Muslims believe and all that stuff. And I'm like, oh, really? It says that somewhere in the Quran? Let me go read that. And I try to understand what's going on and why, you know, it says what it is and like, you know, why there's sort of like this, under, like why they'll take it one way and why when I read it this way, it's like, it means something completely different. It's their right? mindset, that's why. You know, yeah. Well, and look, this is all a process, right? We're all going through this process. We're trying to figure out what we're supposed to do. Why, you know, you know how we're supposed to live our lives. Everyone just wants to be good people. You know, everyone um, thinks so. they're good. That's the thing. Yeah, everyone thinks they're doing the right thing. That's that's the problem. 
Yeah, man. And then you got guys like this dude in Manchester who was like, this is the right thing to do. Yeah, he he actually yeah. thought he was doing the right thing. Or someone paid him a fuck ton of money. <laughs> no. To kill yourself? What, what kind of money know. is that? I don't know. <laughs> like, that's how you know these people are really twisted. Yeah. Is that, like, there's there's no amount of money. Like, even if, like, the idea is you can't be caught. That's well, they what promised they said. Them, like, like, you can't be caught. You got to blow yourself up. Yeah. There's, like, there's no end game. There's no, like... <laughs> prize at the end of the uh, you know at the end of this that you get it's really really messed up and i honestly don't know where they get it from man like they They just want those 72 bitches dude honestly have you ever ever read that anywhere no it's made up is it really it's made made up up by wahhabis oh okay it's not a real thing honestly why would you want 72 virgins none of them know what they're doing (laughs) (laughs) it's too much it's too much too many imagine this whole room filled up with 72 girls I'm like, okay, let's go. Like, okay, um, hold on. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, anyway. But yeah. anyways, yeah, um, <laughs> it's the fucking Wahhabis that invented this shit, dude. Oh, man. Are we really taking it back to Manchester now? We had a very, we were, we were going down some rabbit holes, but yeah. we, we, we came back out. That's beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but, um. Yeah, no, I, I, I know where you're going with this, yeah. By the way, all these ISIS dudes, they're all Wahhabis. They're not Shia, they're not Sunni, they're Wahhabis. They're, they're worse as well. Because some people who are Wahhabi will be like, oh, we're not, we're not like ISIS. Well, ISIS is... All of Wahhabi is based off hate, dude. It, it, it is. It's like, if you don't believe what we believe, then we're going we're gonna to yeah. mess you up. And it's not like I'm being a bigot or anything. I've read this. Yeah. You know, it, it was based off this guy, what's his name? Muhammad Al- Al-Wahib. That's where you know, the name comes you know. from, yeah. From from the 19th century, so this is a, a fairly new, mm-hmm. if you want to call it a fucking religion. Well, well, the the actual the fundamentalism is not because the fundamentalism actually occurs very soon after the prophet dies, hmm. right? Like the, there's like this whole city. Actually, I don't want to get too much into that, this sort of Islamic history. Remember that book I told you about about Leslie Hazelton oh, uh, yeah. a couple of podcasts back? Yeah. Like they, they she talks about this, but back when the first like Muslim civil war happens. Uh, one group that offshoots from that is like this fundamentalist group that later on they have to go and pretty much be annihilated because they were going around killing anybody who didn't believe what they believe. And so these were, and you know what they did? They would like chop people's heads off. You know, like if you were pregnant, they would like, it was like nasty stuff that they would do to like, if you didn't believe what they believed. So these people existed very soon after Prophet Muhammad passed away. Hmm. And so that's why I feel like in Amer- like if the Americans who are dealing in the Middle East, if they understood this history, like they knew these people were there, you know, like these people yeah. are crazy. And they just gave them all the room to sort of like build up and become this sort of insane problem that they are now. But anyway, continue. That's based in yeah. Saudi Arabia. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, uh, it, it definitely is a problem for sure. And the the biggest problem is how they try to influence other people who aren't Muslim in order to sort of, you know, this is what I hear about the that that group that's in the UK, right? Is that they're like always out there, like like speaking like nonsense out on the streets, you know, like making fun of people who aren't covering themselves up and telling them that they're like, you know, be modest, you're a, you know, you're a whore, you're whatever, this and that. Like, these are these kinds of people who it's like, why the heck would you go to another group of people who don't believe what you believe and start saying this stuff? Like, it's it's nuts, dude. It's it's really, it's, it's really utter nonsense. Is that us growing up, that's not what we're told to do. 
You know, that's not even close no. to what we're told to do. No. We're like, look, this is the religion. All right, this is this is the prophet. This is what he did, and he changed. You know, and that's why we do this and that, and like, you know, it will make us better people, right? Like, that's it. That's the whole idea. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then these guys are going around tell, like judging people, and that's the worst, man. And like, judgment happens in a lot of Muslim communities, which is really unfortunate. Really, really unfortunate. Taking it back to Ms. Hassan Minaj, remember that that. That that phrase he said. What will what will they what will oh, people say? What will people think? Yeah. Uh, yeah. What will people think? That's that's yeah. That's that's the number one. That, quote. That's a, that's something that happens in so many communities, not just Muslim communities. I I you know like for example that white family right with their girl going to prom with you know like it was like ah oh, you know like what will our family think you know yeah. with our daughter going out with a brown dude. It's a problem. We got to send back pictures. You know, like that's what that's what a lot of people deal with. You know, like what will they say? And that's it's a lot of judgment going around. And I feel like that takes people away from the religion so fast. They're just dude out the door. I've heard of I've heard of people, even friends of ours, who have left because of judgment that's given to them by other people in the community. Damn. And it's just and it's just awful because that's that's not what even Islam's about. Islam is about encouraging people who are trying to get better. And not debasing them or ridiculing them for for being what they are, mm. you know. I've heard this a lot. Every time people talk about, oh, like, you know, this girl was going out and she's, like, wearing, uh, you know, shorts, you know. But then all of a sudden she starts wearing skinny jeans and they make fun of her for wearing skinny <laughs> jeans. And then they make fun of her wearing this and that and that. But it's like, hey, look, maybe, like, a week ago she was wearing something worse. And maybe she's trying to get better. You don't know this person. Yeah. Why, are oh, you, why, are, why are you going <laughs> off, like, all of a sudden looking at these people and trying to give off these, like, judgments? And I feel like that's one of the biggest things that immediately just takes people away. Like, immediately. It's so easy. And, and it's funny how in Islam, people, a lot of people don't know this, but one of the biggest sins you can, uh, you can do in Islam is backbiting. Or gossiping about other people. Yeah, it's like it, it's funny. It's like it's like number two behind like suicide. <laughs> it's yeah. like like suicide's number one because you can't repent from suicide. And then there's gossip. Like it's terrible. You know, Arabic the Arabic language has a lot of metaphors. They say mm-hmm. like if you backbite, it's like eating your eating the flesh. Of, of, your, of your brother, yeah. of your brother's flesh, like your like biological brother's flesh. It's like it's like gruesome, but the point is, is that it is such a bad thing to do. Don't do it, right? Yeah. And yet it is like rampant. Yeah. I mean, we have industries as well that are established in America just solely on gossip, yeah. right? Like it's you know, if you're a public figure, like everybody's talking. Everyone's going to talk about right? you, right? And that that that's one thing. But when it comes to communities, and the reason why it's it's forbidden, it's because it destroys communities. Just like we've been just saying, like people leave. Because when you start doing that sort of stuff, when you start talking about people behind their backs, you don't give them a chance to defend themselves. And, and it's not just that. You just say one thing about somebody and you tell enough people and people start believing it, even no matter how much work that person does to go and clear their name up. It's like forever tarnished, right? Like mm-hmm. it takes so much work. This happens to a lot of people, um, especially online, who say like, oh, this guy is, is so-and-so. This guy holds these like racist beliefs. This guy's a racist. This guy's a bigot. This guy's this and that. And they have to do all this work on social media just to try to like clear their name. And they're <laughs> like, wait, guys, that's not what I said. Let me cl-. It's like this is what I'm talking about. In Islam, that is strictly forbidden, and people don't know that. And I and it's one of those things. It's because it's so fun. Like it's so fun. It's not that people don't know it. 
it just it's just so fun to people that they just don't care. And it's almost it's so natural. Yeah. Right. Like it's like we do that all the time. Like when you're in school, you'd be like, hey, dude, did you go to like so and so's house that day? Like, oh yeah, dude, oh yeah, what'd you guys do? Oh man, you won't believe it. <laughs> as soon as that happens, yeah. it's like you know that you're, that you're doing it, man. That's it. Um, and I, and this is like a call. I hope to anyone out there. And the people who notice this in their Muslim community, you gotta call it out. As soon as you like, as soon as you see, you have to call it out. Because if you, and this is the thing, and this is within the Islamic context as well. If you're within gossip and you're listening to it, and you're not actively against it, you're a part of it, and you also, you are, you you gain the sort of bad deeds or the sin of backbiting along with those people. Uh oh. Right. Uh oh. That's where things get real, man. Like you got like it, it like that. And this is the whole point about is, uh, about Islam and what I feel is important about the rules that it sets. Is that it's all about creating a better society, right? And we have a lot of things that are very destructive to our society, and it gives us guidelines that it's like, look, if you follow these, you uh, you will have a better like society will be better, right? And I think one of the things it says is backbiting. I think that's a huge, 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 huge one. I can't. It's huge. It's huge. It's, it's huge. <laughs> It's it's really a huge problem, and I hope and I hope it really gets it gets solved. I hope people are more cognizant of it. You know, again, hey, it's Ramadan. Hopefully, people are more cognizant cognizant of the things that they say. Yeah. Uh, whether it be about other people or just you know whatever, I, I hope people really just pay attention, and it's really got to stop. Yeah. Good job, bro. You did it. Yeah. No, <laughs> it's it, 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 it's 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 a huge issue, man. Yeah. Like, like for real. I don't, I don't think people understand the gravity of it. And if you're not part of a Muslim community, right, you already know how, like, how much gossip messes people up. That's why people have such a horrible time in high school, I feel like. Because in high school, it's, like, it's so rumors, small. Yeah. Rumors spread, you know. Like, it's, it's a nightmare anytime you're, you're part of the rumor, you know. And it's, like, you don't have any way to, like, disprove it. Like, rumors don't end. Like, they're just, they're just there until, like, something new happens. And then yeah. that's the new rumor, yeah. right? So it's like it's like this <laughs> endless cycle of, of really cruelty. We gotta stop it, man. We gotta stop it. Yeah, dude. All right. Gosh, how many topics did we roll through? Yeah. It, what's, this, what's is, this is this is this is a criticism about us is that we go through like a lot of topics because especially like things in the news or something like that. Like we'll just go into like so many, and we're trying to like dissect each one. Hopefully, people can follow us. Yeah. I, I hope you can. If not, we'll we'll try to be more concrete. I hope if we get if we start getting questions, then things will start like having a little bit of a better flow because we'll be focusing on people's particular problems. Uh, let's see, what else did I have written down? I heard I heard that we should keep down the Persian pride. So I'm gonna try doing. That. I don't know what the hell he's talking about. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what he's yeah. talking about. Yeah, we have some buddy of ours who are like, stop, stop having such so much Persian pride. It's what we know, you know? So so we just like to talk about it. It's I think, what we are, man. Yeah. And I think Iran's <laughs> a very interesting case no. of, of of Islam because it's one of the few countries that is, uh, it's not like actively at, at war. Like, not like as like a standing military. Sure, we, we could talk about proxy wars. That's definitely a thing that's happening. But it's an interesting country, man. I, you know, hope people come to love Iran like we do. Yeah. Persian pride. Persian pride. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, enough of that. Um, what else? Happened? Anything else happened in the news that um, that really started grinding your gears or just made you grinding, over, grinding. overall it's just how, contemplative? Just how embarrassing Donald Trump is when when he went to the went to NATO summit and G seven. Yeah, his just, his run has really stopped. Embarrassing. He was, I think he was at G seven today or yesterday, and <laughs> this guy was giving a speech in in Italian, right? 
not mm. English, in Italian. And mm. Everybody's wearing headphones for uh, for translation, and Donald Trump is just sitting there with no headphones. He's like, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> like, oh, I'm sorry, do you speak Italian now? <laughs> Who knows? He's the only guy who's not wearing headphones. So, so you think he's just being really disrespectful? He's just being a dickhead. No, I, I haven't seen that. That's actually... You know, I just feel like nobody Hilarious. gave him headphones. He didn't ask for one. So he's just like pretending that he knows what's going on. Mm. Or that he's like, wow, these people are really offensive listening to music while this guy's talking. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just sitting there like, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. And then yeah. um, and then recently he also talked about Ramadan too. I didn't see that. So yeah. I don't know anything that was about like, that. That was like breaking, breaking, like just before we did this podcast. Oh, I, really? was, I was reading that. So What do you say? Yeah. Oh, no. He was, it, it was actually a lot of people were giving him flack about it because... He started talking about like, oh, you know, this is the you know holy month of Ramadan, whatever. But and then he all of a sudden just starts talking about how we need to stop, we have to stop fundamentalism, fight terrorism, while he's talking about Ramadan. And so people have problems with it because they're like, why can't you just talk about what Ramadan and what it means to Muslims? And you just always have to add on this whole like fighting terrorism and and just adding that to the conversation of when you're talking about a holiday doesn't it, it, it a lot of people take a lot of offense to it because they're like dude come on just talk about the holiday you don't have to talk about like oh like hey all of you f- people fasting help us fight terrorism. do something it's like, yeah like, dude just talk about the and they compared it a lot to when bush uh would have his own uh sort of um, i don't know what is it an address or something like yeah. that about ramadan and how it's like so eloquent in comparison like <laughs> You know, but people are saying like, "Hey, at least he's acknowledging that American Muslims exist <laughs> and yeah. that we're we're like we're around." Yeah. Especially because he was having problems even remembering a, a name of any Muslim athlete. Yeah. He was like, "I don't." That was like a famous tweet that he had. He's yeah. like, "I can't." It's like, "I don't." Really? No, no famous uh, no Muslim famous Muslim athletes come to mind right now. Mm-hmm. And then they start posting pictures of him and Muhammad, Muhammad Ali. Yeah. They're like, oh, "God, you just need it." There's so many mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali. Mm-hmm. First of all, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Yeah, and then I don't know, um, Kareem Abdul Jabbar. I'm sure he's met him. Um, there's so many. I just can't think of them. <laughs> yeah, but there was also that that handshake he had with the with the French president. Did you see that? Oh, he always has weird handshakes. No, this one, this one was weird. He didn't like pull him in. Like he, he was trying does. to, but, uh, but the, the the French president was like resisting him, and you could <laughs> you could visibly see him getting frustrated. Mm. Like he's like he's putting his his left arm on Donald Trump's right arm, like hey, let go of me, that kind of shit. Wow, you gotta you show know? me this later. Yeah, it, it was it it was on it was on uh, tons. Facebook today. That sounds like classic, yeah. classic Trump memes. You know what was what, what was actually going on in like NATO and G seven is that there's all these um, prime ministers and presidents they go and in, and then it's Donald Trump. Mm-hmm. So it's all these guys on one side and then it's Donald Trump. So mm-hmm. I feel like Donald Trump just feels like he's like like that new kid in school and he's trying to fit in, but in a very <laughs> aggressive way. By doing like these very aggressive handshakes and pushing people out of the way, you you think Donald Trump ever was in like Model UN in school? I don't know. <laughs> Shoot. All I know is that if uh, Sigmund Freud was alive today, mm-hmm. he would he would base his whole um, he had a whole book on, his, yeah, on Donald like, Trump, like his whole like, stages <laughs> of like uh, anal, oral, whatever, all that bullshit that Freud came up with. Like it would all it would all be based on. <laughs> Donald Trump because he's obviously stuck in some phase. Hmm. I, I'm sure there's there's some psychologists who are working on it right yeah. now. I'm sure there are. Like that 
as a psychologist, I couldn't think of anything else that would get you more more publicity <laughs> than, than making a, a psychology, yeah. like a, the whole doing a whole psychological analysis. Of yeah, he's, a, he's he's very easy to to, to decipher. Mm. I have a bachelor's in psychology. I, I can do it right now. <laughs> you know, he's really easy. You know, narcissistic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, that, I, that's easy. I probably that. stuck in one of Freud's stages. I, I want to say, I'm fuck, probably oral. So, <laughs> okay, so, so when you say oral, what do you mean? Oral, <laughs> that, that's got to be very specific that, right now. Um, the oral stage is, um, this, is how, this is what Freud says. Okay. And everybody makes fun of Freud. Because all these stages, because a lot of his stuff has to do with like sex and stuff. Yeah, like they're that, all right? they're all sexual. Um, okay. The oral stage would be um, you're from zero to one, one or two years old, and you need to be breastfed and like have things in your mouth, pretty much. Uh, the way you explore the world is through through your mouth, pretty much. You know how kids put shit in their mouth. And you're telling me anal is, is exactly what I think it is. After that's exactly that. what I th- that's exactly what you think it is. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I had to jump, but I was like, "There's no way." <laughs> yeah, Freud says you got to put shit in your ass, some stuff like that. Yeah, dude, Fr- Freud's a weird dude. Okay, I've read a lot of his essays, and mm. in a way, he's like Donald Trump too, Freud, because wow. he he wrote this essay on um, how similar he is to Leonardo da Vinci. High praise. Yeah. <laughs> But it wasn't. Even, it didn't start out like that. Mm. It was. It was supposed to be about something else. But like on the second page, it just becomes Sigmund Freud comparing himself to Leonardo da Vinci. In, it, it was just a big segue. In in what kind of way? Because he was a, Leonardo da Vinci was a true Renaissance man, inventor, in, in, uh, creative uh, artist, stuff like that. Sure. And, and Freud was just comparing himself with those characteristics. Mm. He's like, yeah, I am the pioneer of psychology which he, he is he is the father of psychology mm. um i am creative just like leonardo yeah, I, but, but leonardo he, did he ever admit it like that because that because see i think that's when things get a little weird when the guy is like i'm the father of psychology it's like no a couple of years down the line some people read your stuff and they're like dude this guy's the father of psychology not like no i'm already the father of yeah, psychology he, he, was a, he was a weird dude oh, wow. he was definitely a weird man she, could you imagine like albert einstein being like i am the father of Modern, modern physics, physics. right yeah. like I, I can't imagine that but everyone knows it <laughs> yeah i don't know if he's the father but he's definitely a big big, a big part yeah yeah sure i mean you definitely have learned about it in school enough yeah right but yeah so donald trump definitely stuck mm. in the, the oral stage i want to say because oh, he because he does that shit with his mouth <laughs> that little fucker thing <laughs> the weird yeah yeah, yeah. and he's, he's 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 just he's just obviously a kid dude he clearly, I mean, we, we said it before, he clearly seems like somebody who does does not really kind of want to be there. Yeah. And he's just kind of there for the ride. He's he, kind of like he observing wants, what people are doing. And he's like, yeah, yeah, okay. Very he, like passive. He just wants to be in charge. Remember how we were in, in kindergarten or first grade and the mm. teacher would leave? Yeah. And like, okay, he wants to be in charge. Yeah. Everybody would, would raise their hand mm-hmm. so, yeah. so they could be in charge and like yeah. write names on the board of yeah, the bad yeah. kids. Donald Trump is that kid writing names on the on the board. Do you think there's a little like Stanford experiment stuff going on here where it's like where you're put in positions of power versus like being a prisoner? For those of you who don't know like the Stanford experiment, that's where they put a whole bunch yeah. of like volunteers and they made some of them uh like uh, the the guards like the uh, there and then they made another group the prisoners and people just conform to their roles. Yeah, in a like, very very disturbing way. Yeah, in a disturbing way. And and so do you think it's a little bit something like that? He just like he's going to be like I'm just going to be in these positions of power and that's just what it's going to... People are just going to see me as a person of power. And that's it. 
Like, yeah. that, that's just the game he's played all this time, along with being, like, you know, rich from his dad and all that. Man. But, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's a little it's bit of that up. going on, too. Yeah. Hmm. I, I don't know. It's really funny. Like, you know, it, it's just the effect people get when they're around, like, rich people and famous people. And it's like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, whatever you want. <laughs> or, like, they become very, like, oh, who am I to tell you what to do, you know? I feel, I feel like there would be a little bit of that. If, like, I met Donald Trump, I'd be like, I don't even know what to tell this guy, right? What do you think? I'll just be like, go fuck yourself. Oh, really? All right, man, you got some I, I definitely <laughs> would do that. Go fuck yourself. Yeah, I'm, like a, I'm a little bit more passive than you are, so that, that that's probably that's probably right. <laughs> and I'll do it just because I know he'll have something to say back. Hmm. You know, he's not going to be like, oh, this guy's a fucking civilian. Yeah, he's no, what he's going to do is, like, he's going to look to his security guards, and security guards going <laughs> to... <laughs> <laughs> he's going to talk the shit out of me. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, dude. Oh man, gosh, gosh. Well, you, you get most everything off your chest then about about all the things yeah, that are happening I, I in the feel, news lately. I feel ten pounds lighter. It's, a, it's been yeah, it's been quite, quite a quite a busy week, especially also with the oncoming of Ramadan. And yeah, we're just like it's coming. We're gonna talk lots to talk about that. Lots to talk about all this crap that's happened in the news. We hope this like. It's funny, like the waves of violence, they stop, you know, hope there's not like these retaliatory things that continue to happen, especially somewhere like Portland that's so like liberal. You know, I would consider that like very much like San Francisco, like a much more like liberal city. Mm. Lots of hipsters living there, you know, and to have something like that happen there is, is, is even more surprising. We hope that stops. Uh, we hope... You know, we hope everyone out there is safe. You know, we you know we hope we hope there are no more of these attacks going on. We hope pe- everyone just kind of has some peace for, for the next few weeks. <laughs> it would be great to not have to talk about anything. Just talk about more like introspective, like religious stuff and things that we deal with, or you know, questions, our own personal questions that we have, and just talk about normal things. You know, talk about our favorite movies and and video games and music that have come out. You know, because. Yeah. Again, like we said before, that's like really the stuff that defines this. Not all this new stuff. This new stuff, we just want to give it to help you guys kind of understand our perspectives. You know, like we're just as outraged, we're just as saddened. You know, and we just w- we want people to know that you know we're not just sitting here idly by, just saying like, oh, okay, like whatever. <laughs> uh, no, we we definitely it it weighs heavy on our hearts as well, especially when people go around parading that you know they believe the same things we do. So. Anyway, I think that's a good good place to sort of wrap it up. It, it's yeah. been it's been nice talking to you again. This is all very cathartic. Yeah, as you know, always. As always, uh, we hope you guys enjoyed. Uh, we hope you guys uh, have learned something, and also maybe uh, you guys now have uh, questions uh, that are on your minds. And uh, yeah, uh, tune into our podcast next week. Uh, looking to have another good show. It's it's going to be a different kind of show because uh, me and Muhammad are not going to be in the same place at the same time anymore, uh, at least not for uh, a good majority of the summer. We're probably going to be doing some some Skype stuff. Uh, it's, it's still going to be kind of the same format. Uh, but, you know, hopefully you guys won't, won't be able to tell much of the difference. But, uh, yeah, until next week, uh, this has been the Incompatible Generation podcast. Uh, see you all next time. See you next time.